Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. That there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night, this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity, Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn, you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Yo, what's going on? It's Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Cat Morris. Uh, in here for another show. Man, It's it's been so crazy. Uh, you know, Shaheen sent me a bunch of topics. I'm going to go through all of those. And some of those I even intended to get to before I even got these topics. But real life has been so busy that I, I just like would forget about things that I actually intended to get to and talk about on the podcast. So it's like I, I came in this with a blank slate because uh, it, it's been crazy in a good way, honestly, because um, I've had some drama and some bullshit and all of that. But I finally got my supervisor position in my job after almost 20, may will be 20 years of me working there. And um, for at least 10 of those, these past years, I've been wanting this position with everything. And uh, it's just, you know, to finally get it, it's, it's surreal. This just happened yesterday. And um, man, it, it just means so much to me. I, I can apply my knowledge and, my abilities to so many people the thing is is when i got there there was no one there to teach me i learned everything i learned the hard way and through the the actual animals and trial and error is is a lot when it comes to animals lives and things like that um 
trial and error over the years is tough. And there's some things you don't want to have to experience, but the only way to, to learn them is, is through trial and error, if there's no one there to really lead the way. So now, at this point, you know, I know that anybody new coming in does not have to delve into that trial and error to find the right way. I already did all of that. So now the animals in there can, can be safer from the start, new person, you know, whoever comes in the door, because I can teach them the things that I've learned myself over the years. So it's, it's so huge to me. And I think, you know, if everything goes the way that I want things to go, you'll be hearing a lot more about my shelter. Um, I'm very proud of what we do there and, you know, even more so now being able to really take the reins and take personal responsibility for everything that goes on in that building under the cat side of things. So I'm um, very, very excited. Um, uh, so what else do I got? Um, let me see. Let me go to my Facebook first and then I'll come back to uh, all the questions Shaheen gave me and topics Shaheen gave me. Um, let me see. Um, I got to go back to my initial thing. Such good radio and I searched through my phone. That's why I don't get paid for this shit. Um, Kenny Grover's asking me, dumb Niner fans who don't want Stafford. Uh, so here's the thing is, I learned that 90% of the people on any group page about anything are fucking shitheads. Like, go find something you love more than anything in the world, okay? And now go and find a group page for said thing. And you think, wow, well, this is a whole group of people of, you know, that have a common interest that I have. That it, Together, you know, we can talk about this thing. I don't even know these people. Now I can connect with them over this common interest. No. You find the most negative, disgusting fucking animals on the fucking internet that happen to like the same shit, but not really that you like. Everything, you know, you're rooting for your team and they're like, God, oh, this coach sucks. And it's like, dude, it's his first loss. And you're like, yeah, but it's only the first of many. And it's like, what the fuck? Is, you know, it's crazy to even read some of these people's opinions. They're insane. Um, Niner fans are especially hard since everything happened. And uh, Kaepernick is still like the best quarterback in the history of the NFL. To, to in a lot of people's minds that just got screwed up. They swear that he's Russell Wilson that got screwed. He's, he's Pat Mahomes and he got screwed. And if it wasn't for the NFL holding him back, he'd have eight rings. Like the, the the mentality of these people is like it's like a toddler trying to educate me about football. It's unbelievable. Um, well, the dumb Niner fans who don't want Stafford—they're just that. They're dumb. Matt Stafford is. And before I go into any of this, um, Jimmy, I like Jimmy. But the problem with Jimmy is he keeps getting hurt. He's getting paid elite quarterback money. And in the times that he's come back not hurt, he hasn't really played elite. He's been playing scared. You see, he gets back there. To, he's got that, they call it happy feet, where he dances around a little bit. While he's still looking for his wide receiver. And a lot of times he doesn't find them. 
or he's nervous and he overthrows them or he this and that. And he's just, he's just not a big playmaker. You know, he's uh, kind of a game manager, which is fine, but the rest of the team needs to carry the weight if your quarterback is only game managing and not making plays. Um, so if we are to move on from Jimmy, because, I mean, that's obviously going to be an option. The guy keeps getting hurt. And right now, I, there is more rumors about blockbuster top-level quarterbacks than I've ever remembered in, in the history of football. I mean, to know that Deshaun Watson is, is a once-in-a-lifetime quarterback. So let's just start with the Deshaun Watson, possibilities for the Niners. So we'll go into that, and then I'll, I'll hit Stafford within that. Deshaun Watson is a once-in-a-lifetime quarterback. You sell the fucking farm to get Deshaun Watson, especially if you have a team like the Niners. If they go and give them a first-round pick this year, first round pick next year i'd have no issues with that and jimmy if they want jimmy you know that type of thing but you know because how many times do you go and you go man if we would have drafted that guy this year instead of this guy we'd be amazing if we would have drafted this guy this year very rarely do you get to actually fix that or go back and get like a second shot at that same guy and deshaun watson's one of those guys it just happened that the his relationship fell apart with the Texans. So now this guy's available and this guy can completely change the face of a football team. The Texans took away his number one option at wide receiver in Hopkins and immediately him and Murray hooked up in Arizona and were impressing everybody. So they really screwed this guy over. They didn't give him any weapons. They didn't give him any protection on the line. And yeah, he's got a reason to be disgruntled. So now if you put him in a stacked team like the 49ers, like, forget it. It's going to be a big, big problem. Um, I, I wish we could make that happen. I don't think we do. I keep hearing that we're close to Stafford. Stafford has been a playmaking, tough, gritty quarterback his entire career. His numbers are pretty great. I mean, he's throwing 4,000-yard seasons on a pretty, pretty regular basis. Um. You know, I mean, he's throwing some picks and this and that. But again, look at the Lions historically. When did the, have the Lions have a running game and a passing game? When, when have they had a wide receiver and a tight end? When have they had a defense that also lined up with them having an offense that was clicking? I'd say just about never. So when you say he's never won this, he's never won that. Oh, well, what, what happens to the Lions in the playoffs? Or why don't they make it to the Well, look at this whole stat. Yeah, I mean, the quarterback catches a lot of brunt of things when they're, they're taking losses and you're the guy who's throwing the ball. And there's picks being thrown, and a lot of that play comes out of desperation because your team just needs everything it can possibly get to win. You, you don't have, like, an easy go or a game plan. So, uh, I mean, obviously they have game plans, but, you know, they don't have, like, a sure fit way to beat, you know, the top team in the NFC. They're in the Packers division. They got to beat Aaron Rodgers twice. How are they going to do that without trying a bunch of wild stuff that might turn out to be picks and stuff like that? You know, um, but Stafford in our system, I, I think he he fucking he succeeds heavily. I, I think he does really fucking well. You give that guy Ayuk, Debo, George Kittle. I mean, come on. And our running game with Mostert back there. And I mean, yeah, you got to know that like. He's going to be a different quarterback. 
and not different in a way where we don't get all the talent that he comes with, but he's not a joke by any stretch of the imagination. He's been a gritty, tough fucking quarterback playing through injuries and all of this. This is a guy who, who would definitely bring a different look to the 49ers team. And he has an offensive genius as a coach with, uh, with Shanahan. And again, point me to when the Lions had that too. Because you know everyone wants to point out what's the, what's the fault of Matt Stafford, but okay, now let's look at what the Lions have done as a whole. I'm surprised he hadn't gotten out of there sooner. The Lions are one of those teams that talent goes to just be wasted. The Jets, the Lions, they just go there and waste their whole goddamn career and then retire and went, damn, I wish that was better. You know, um, Brian wants to know, oh, and, you know, and then there's other other things that, you know, they floated out. Maybe this guy, maybe the draft, maybe that. But those are the two main things. If we can get Watson, do anything you can to get Watson, except for get rid of Boza. Do not get rid of Boza. Um, this dude had 100-plus um, pressures on the quarterback, the most out of a rookie um, that season. The most out of a rookie this past season was Chase Young. He was in the 40s. So... Boza out-pressured the quarterbacks by 60 fucking rushes. That's, that's unheard of. So, you know, Boza's a guy, he's going to solidify that defense. He's going to make us scary on defense again. We were competitive on defense. We did our fucking thing. Despite having injuries across the board, we played pretty competitive, and that defense stepped up big time. Now you imagine this guy back on the edge. It's it's a fucking problem. The Niners are not going away, man. It's it was uh you guys got a year off. Tommy got one more fucking one more go with the fucking bold kid down in Tampa. Fucking Tommy, but fucking next year Tommy don't stand a fucking chance because the Niners are gonna be standing in the playoffs like fucking monsters. So good luck out there, fucking Tommy. But I think Pat takes another one home. So there's that's that's my Super Bowl thoughts. Is I feel like Pat's got to fucking go take this one home again, back to back, solidify that, call it passing of the torch or whatever. He beats Brady in the fucking bowl. I think it'd be big. But that's that's partially biased because that's what I want to happen. But yeah, what do you want me to do? Uh, the rise and fall of Zandig. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, what, what can you say? This fucking guy, you know what stands out more than anything to me? Zandig was, without question, a leader. As far as the way he, he ran his company, he was going to be the boss. He was going to be the leader, the guy in charge. And all I see out of what he's done, all on this, this Trump shit, he's a follower. That's, you know, and that that's all I, that's the only thing left I got to say about it. He just looks like a loyal follower. And I, I mean, if that's the way he wants to go out in life, he's done being a leader, then, you know, it is what it is. He left social media, supposedly. So, I mean, I guess that's what you do when you, when you scream at people that Trump never loses, Trump never loses, and then he fuck around and loses. Uh, you know, I guess that's uh, what you got to do is you got to just go away because it hurts to hear reality when you've been dealing with fucking make-believe for so long. You know? Um, I had... Let me see. There's an... I think I had another post that I asked something 
I don't know. Somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he sent to me in a message. Eric asked me, why is Sean Price the GOAT? Um, well, I don't think he's. I don't think Sean Price is the greatest of all time, but he's my favorite of all time. So I'll explain why I feel he's my favorite of all time. Um, Sean, for anybody who doesn't know, Help the Skelta was Sean Price and Rock, Rockness Monster. So um, the two of them. You know, made up Helter Skelter, and I I loved Helter Skelter in the mid '90s, and they were, I mean, just one of the most thorough groups ever. I mean, you you listen to their lyrics, and it is just beat you to fuck up lyrics. You know, it's just it's just that hard shit that like we're gonna fuck you up. We 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 have no fucking other agenda here, but we're taking over. It is what it is. It wasn't no glitz and glamour or any of that. It was just, you know, punch you in your fucking mouth, smoke a blunt. That, you know, that's what the fuck was going on. And, um, you know, when it, when it became just a solo artist type thing, Sean really, he took a different direction. And he started going, like, almost more basement. You know, like the, the group that they had together with Helter Skelter, they had that great back and forth action and, and we were really able to trade off real well in, in rhymes. A lot of times, Rock got the attention because his his voice was deeper. And I'll be honest with you, I like when I first started listening to Helter Skelter. I liked Rock better because the voice really grabbed you. He had that deep voice delivery. And uh, but when you go back and you check those lyrics, you're like, Yo, Sean was fucking killing it. He was he was on something else. And when he he went into his solo shit. Um, I mean, just the way that he puts things, you know, it, it, like mind over matter, the fuck the matter with y'all, you know, shit like that. Like it just, it comes natural to him and he says something that has a little bit of like a, like a comedic spin on it. But in the same token, just like the wordplay is fucking dope, you know, and uh, he, he's just a real unique cat. And the type of stuff that he would come out with was like very just that's Sean. That's like that's some shit that you're not gonna he's not listening to everybody's things to say, make sure I don't say something that they say. His shit was so original when he would just come out, it was like his his view on shit was different. He was in a different lane than a lot of people. And again, still gritty, still grimy, 20, 30 years in a business, and he was still just like, you know, street. Like, did he end? And, um, it, you know, it was, it was too soon that he was gone. And uh, I, I would just, like, I would wait on, like, the next mixtape. That was, like, one of those things where I would, like, I'd check in on, um, you know, DuckDown.com and see if they had any upcoming, like, Sean Price dropping a new mixtape. It would be, like, every couple months, like, even if I've heard nothing, just, like, pop on the site, see if there's anything. Pop on, And it was basically just to see if, anything was coming out of sean's camp like at all and every once in a while you it would be a mixtape and this and that and his solo shit was just it was just crazy it just he he definitely you know advanced to the point where like you knew his lyrical style 
was different than it was like in Health of Skelter, but it still came out of the same mind as, and you still had the same type of content, you know? So, um, Sean is just, to me, I knew it was going to be dope. I knew as soon as I heard, oh, you know, I got this new mixtape, I couldn't wait to listen to that shit because he was going to bring something else. It was going to be different. And, yeah, I, that that's just for me, you know. But everybody's got their own fucking person they, they're, they're really into, you know, their, you know, their musical style and that artist that really just kind of grabs you and shit. Pause. Um, but, yeah, that's... uh. That's my feeling on Sean. Let me see. What? Let me go back to this uh, Skype. I'm so bad with fucking technology. It's crazy. I just realized that you can like go into other screens while you're on Skype and shit. I figured that out like two weeks ago. <laughs> um, GCW makes 50 G's this weekend. Um, good for them. I mean, uh, I mean. They did that twenty-four hour shit, fifty grand, and you know, I guess that's a good haul. I don't, I don't know what to compare it to because that's, you know, it's a lot. But uh, you know, with twenty-four hours of shows going, on, I don't know what the overhead on that is. I'm sure. I don't know because I they, they said it was like going to the wrestlers and all that, which is great. But I just, you know. I don't again I don't know what the overhead is. I don't know what they're paying out. I'd imagine that's a good haul. But um thoughts on GCW turning into a LGBTQ show. Um yeah, I mean that's just that's just the direction they went into. They got away from the deathmatch stuff. Now that's just like a little piece of like a sideshow if they get any of that. And it's just become that like hipster shit. And uh and fucking Marco Stunt and Orange Cassidy and Effie, Effie's like the fucking superstar over there. It's not for me, man. You know, I, I just have no interest in it. That 24-hour thing, I real quick just like skimmed down the card, and I, I didn't see anything that I would even be interested in. I'm very far separated from wrestling at this point. It's like I have like love for the like the nostalgia of what I did like, and um, occasionally I'll see like a Dickinson on something. And I'll, I'll go check him out or, uh, you know, Deppin's matched up with somebody, you know, that's going to be dope. And it, it, it's just got to fall into the right time for me. And then I'll watch one of those matches I know is going to be hard hitting shit. Moff, you know, th there's a handful of guys, but I don't go out of my way ever anymore to watch wrestling. Um, if I catch something on that IWTV that's playing live, like, because I happen to be sitting here and be like, oh, and I actually just found my fucking, um, my remote for my fire stick because I couldn't get that to turn back on. And I even tried, someone suggested when they heard me on the show that I, uh, that I, that I did it with my phone because you can get an app and you can control your thing. But the thing needs your fire stick turned on, and I think I could only turn it on with the remote because I looked at it, I unplugged it, plugged it back in. You still need to turn it on with the remote, I think. So I, I couldn't get it to work, but I got the remote now, so I'm good. So now I got the IWTV back on the on the television, and occasionally, if, I, if I'm in the mood, I'll go watch something old, or you know, on the right night, I'll watch something live or something. But it, very rarely anymore. Um. Bernie and Mittens, could he have won presidency going viral with all the memes? 
you know, I mean, it, he's fucking popular. I mean, he, he definitely had a lot of popularity even, you know, prior to the mittens thing or anything. Um, not, not enough popularity to, to win the presidency. I mean, you, you really have to get a piece of that other side to, to win the presidency as far as I'm concerned. And, and I think that's what it is, is with Biden, you know, enough Trump people were like, yeah, I, I've, I've seen enough out of this guy, you know, clearly not the ones that are screaming on Facebook and running up in the Capitol, but there's enough people who voted and said like, Oh, I, di- I didn't know this is what we were signing up for. This is fucking crazy. Like anything, but this silly shit. You know, they might not tell their other super gung-ho Trump friends that they're flipping sides, but a bunch of people said, yeah, this, this is some bullshit. And they went for Biden. And I think that's what it takes to win an election. I don't think Bernie could do that because a lot of his things are a little extreme. You know, a lot of the things that he puts on the table, it's like, dude, you're not you're not getting all that. That's, you know, sounds great. You know, free schooling for everyone or whatever the fuck he's saying, but it's there's not a lot of reality to that. And then some of the higher ups that are involved in these businesses and stuff, they, they're not with these big extreme sweeping things that might, you know, change the face of how they make money. And, you know, not that, not that I necessarily disagree heavily with anything that Bernie's really saying, but I, you got to see where the other side might view what you're saying is off the table. Like they're not, they're not down with your plan because it's just too much. So, um, yeah, I don't, uh, on a realistic side of things, I don't think Bernie will win the presidency. Um, uh, Zandig leaves the internet. Yeah, I touched on that before. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, uh, Shane gets death threats from Necro Butcher fans. So let me tell you something, you cocksucker motherfuckers. This woman-beating piece of fucking garbage cannot die fast enough. I want this fucker to pass away, like, as I'm doing this show now. Uh, I, I don't know, like, all of his organs were shutting down, like, a year or two years ago. Why is this dude still walking the fucking planet? Um, apparently, a lot of the fucking deathmatch community, and it doesn't surprise me, but they're still being um, defensive and apologetic and all this shit. Not apologetic. Um just forgiving and and you know they they've moved on from him punching a woman in the head repeatedly i haven't and i don't give a fuck fuck this guy i don't give a shit about him but when he popped up on one of zandig's things like defending zandig and and talking about morals and this and this but like dude you balled up your fist and punched a woman in the head she was leaving you and taking the money or some shit like that was the story and, uh, you know, his whole thing is like, well, I know I didn't handle it in the best way, but what would you do in my shoes? Not punch a woman in the head. That's what I would do. You fucking stupid asshole. What the fuck? So, so like people get so mad that you're disrespecting the necro butcher and this and that. Why aren't enough fucking people standing against this fucking guy? Everybody wants to be part of some fucking movement and speak out and stand up and, uh what's the yeah yeah i think that's the the wrestling one right the the speak up or whatever uh you know the chrissy led fucking the 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 queen of the combat zones big agenda you know if if that's the case if we're all about outing motherfuckers and getting people up out of here 
Why why is the Necrobutcher still allowed into so many fucking circles? Why why is he still hailed in any way, shape, or form by people? Why it just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. So the whole story was like, as far as what I grasped from it, and I'm paraphrasing because this shit was a long time ago, but it is what it is. Um, apparently he had money saved for his family to go to Disney. And then uh, something came up where I guess she was leaving him, taking a kid, and she spent the money and took the money or whatever the fuck. And he found that out and uh, just just punched her in the head repeatedly. She was curled in a fetal position on a recliner screaming for him to stop while she, while he wailed on her head and the only thing that got him to stop was because she said you know our daughter's in the other room so you know when i hear this type of shit and i saw the mug shots of her face all battered and she's an idiot so she, of course you know she's the one that was letting this fucking idiot punch her in the head for god knows how long um but you know she she's been on the internet since then like oh i've gotten over it and da, 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 da. you know I, I ain't trying to hear what you got over this guy's a scumbag and i don't no one's redeeming that because you know it's been long enough and he, he he had some great death matches okay great yeah, he's a death match legend but he's also a shit human being so we're, we're not going to celebrate him over here you know what i mean um so yeah like but when that's the case and you see the mug shots and then when he gets arrested and he has to say his side of things and his side of things are identical to how he feels now. There's no remorse really. There's, there's just, well, I might not have handled it in the best way. And if you want to call that remorse, it's not what I call remorse, but, and he goes, but you know, in my shoes, what, what would you do? Due to the circumstances, you know, your hand wasn't forced to punch a woman in the head repeatedly because, you know, you're heartbroken or whatever the case. That's that's not the way you handle things. You know, it's just it's just not. But you know that that's my morals. That's how my morals lies. Like I'm not okay with people punching women and, and things like that. I'm just not okay with that. And I don't give a fuck if you're a wrestler or a boxer or a fucking the football player. If that's what you're up to. I don't like you. I don't think you're a good person. I don't give a fuck about you. And you can die. That's fine. Because we need less people that are okay with punching women on the planet. So if you die naturally, fantastic. I I'm great with that. Choose death, motherfucker. Um, and then, yeah, to, to threaten my fucking, my boy Shaheen because he's fucking, he's having morals and he's saying, no, fuck this guy. Who, who the fuck's he think he is? And you redneck pieces of shit are talking about, oh, we're locked and loaded and all this other horse shit. Dude, get the fuck out of here. You're another set of motherfuckers that should pass away immediately. You know, like, go catch COVID because you don't believe in the shit to begin with. And then just die in the fucking hospital. You know, because you're not up for vaccines. You're not up for fucking safety. It's all about you. So. Uh. Sozio set tripping with his views. Uh, I, I mean, look, I, I like Sozio. This isn't, you know, I'm not going to go all in on Sozio. I'm, I'm not. Um, but, you know, it does, you know, I, I had the one little interaction with him last week just because uh, Biden wasn't even sworn in yet. And he made a post about, you know, enough already with the, you know, 
the the burying Trump or what Trump did wrong and whatever. It, it, like you want already, like enough with it, and like I I get it. I mean, it, he does that type of stuff. Um, kind of like I, I don't know if it's it's playing devil's advocate or just kind of you know ruffling feathers for the sake of doing it, or you know what I mean, like. I don't think he's like so like die hard like affected by people are really laying into Trump because I, I don't really think he's a Trump guy at all. But he, he kind of plays that like contrarian a lot, you know. And I I don't know. I I just think it looks crazy. You know, a lot of times it's like, well, the Trump people haven't shut up for fucking four years. And I know, you know, you might not have as many of them on your Facebook, but we heard four years of shit. Biden wasn't even sworn in, in yet. So, and I, I'm pretty sure I'm not stopping anytime fucking soon. Like, I'm going to continue to poke fun at the old administration that was such a disgrace to our country. And hopefully everything's going to go in a better direction. It seems more at peace than it was before. Our president isn't fucking Twitter beefing with anybody or anything, but. Nah, but you know, I, I love Jeff. Jeff's a great dude, and the, it, it's just the internet. That's all. It's just, you know, some people say some things. Some people are going to be like, ah, I don't like the way that that was put, or this and that. And it is what it is. It's, it's, it doesn't define him as a person, and I'm not, you know, in any kind of beef situation with him. Struggling with Sozio, check him out. Does a great show. Um he, he's able to get his shit on iTunes, unlike fucking Kid Osborne, who I don't know what the fuck he's doing. But he goes on like FaceTime with like another wrestler without his shirt on in January. And with the worst audio ever, like there's echoes and it's it sounds like kick, someone's kicking their phone up the street. And he's just happy to be there, silly little fuck. And, and, and he just sits there with a big stupid smile on his face, drinking wine like Sarah Jessica Parker. And, and you know. It's just not available on iTunes, you know? It's just like what, you know? And I, I know, like, sometimes you just go like, yeah, man, you know, I don't need Apple. I don't need, like, half of the phones in America to easily access my show. <laughs> Why would I want that? I mean, that would definitely uh, increase my listening audience. But, you know, sometimes you're just cooler than that shit. I don't know. Um, <laughs> nah, I like it. I like to bust this ball. So. I don't know what they're doing at quarterback in Dallas next year. So that's, that's something else to worry about. Um, uh, people getting wrestlers tattooed on them. Thoughts on it? Um, this is this question is triggered by because, um, Shane sent me a picture of. I guess one of the gymnasty boys is retiring or something. So a guy got a fucking tattoo of like these guys like eating each other's ass or something on on his fucking body like forever. He's a fucking indie wrestler. Like what? The fuck? I, I mean, I don't know. Thing is though, is like a anybody that you know finds a meaning for something to put on their body, it's your body. You know what I mean? I. I think it's retarded, you know, I I definitely don't think it's cool by any stretch, but it's your life, man. 
You want to die with a fucking gymnasty boy on your skin defining you? That's cool. Um, I, I, you know, I have reasons for all my tattoos. And I, I, you know, as soon as motherfuckers start beefing me on the internet, and people with the Tony the Tiger and fucking uh, Thundercat and all that, yeah, that, that's cool and shit. But, I, you know, I know where the fuck I'm at. And I know, you know, reasons behind, you know, the things that I got and what I did. And I'm, I fucking love my shit. All my shit. So I've seen way too many people with mistakes. You know, like, shit, I was 17. I let my brother fucking do the thing. And, like, he's supposed to be this. But I know it looks like that. And it's, it's I, I ain't got none of that type of shit on my body. All my shit flows. I'm very specific about colors and things like that. So, you know, I got red on the one bicep and I made sure that's where animal went on the other bicep. So it kind of evens out. You know, I, I don't know. I like the way my shit is for me. And as long as somebody thinks, uh, uh, fucking, what's the gymnasty guy, White Mike? If White Mike looks best on his fat, disgusting, fucking unlaid fucking body. Then, then, hey, good for him, you know? Brush the Tito, Cheeto dust off a of white mic before you leave the house and fucking <laughs> just, just keep it fucking rocking, you know? Um, Elena Black shits on Joey and then gets her, he gets her off the GCW card. She gets signed by NXT the next day. This is facts, man. This is, <laughs> I didn't know who the fuck Elena Black is, but. She posted like a a meme or a gift or something of like an orangutan smoking or I don't know even what it was. It was something. And she said, uh, Joey's Joey Janela's career or something. And Joey, like he does a lot of times, got butt hurt and immediately went on the offensive. And uh, uh he just, you know, pulled that fucking senior card there and you know being so high up in gcw and uh you know a veteran for them for sure and a guy who's who's now made it to tv and everything so you know i'm sure his influence and his spot means a lot more than you know a girl coming up in the indies in a black who i and i don't know anything about women's wrestling or wrestling in general like really like if a current wrestler was setting the world on fire it would take a minute to get to me because i'm just not on top of shit so i'm not gonna say you know this girl ain't shit or whatever but obviously joey janela's name is bigger than hers at least currently for the time being i mean who knows um but he you know he, he just blew up and he's like yeah you know what fucking you're disrespectful and uh i'm gonna have to, brett take her off the card off the gcw card and she just kind of shrugged it off like, oh, OK, yeah, that, that's fine. I'll, I'll use my time somewhere else or whatever. And it was like the next fucking day. WWE announces is proud to announce the signings of fucking uh, Elena Black and somebody else. And I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> he's just burying this girl like. You ain't shit. You're never going to accomplish anything. Who the fuck are you anyway? And it's like the next day the WWE signs her. And it's like, I mean, sure, that could last a month and she could have no job. Who knows? But uh, Joey calls her overrated. And the next day she's signed by WWE. It's a pretty funny fucking move. Yeah, that that's a good mic drop. But, um, 
thoughts on Biden so far? I don't know. He just got in. And, that, you know, that's the other thing is like and he, he changed a bunch of things. You know, he, as soon as he got in, he changed a bunch of shit, executive orders and all this. Um, but I mean, you got people legitimately like that, that Trump side of shit. People were getting clowned on, uh, I forget which one of these assholes names it is. One of these people that talks politics and are on that side of things. It was like two days in there. Like it's been a disaster this presidency so far. And it's like, it's two days, bro. Like, are you fucking serious? The last president had people storming the fucking Capitol. Two days in and you're really trying to fucking... Uh, I'm sorry. He's going to have to do a lot of bad to fucking jump over to Trump Trump, more or less. Um, yeah. It, and the thing is, is like, you know what's so fucking funny to me? Is I saw so many people come out of the woodwork that Trump Trump bullshit assholes. And they're like, uh, oh, Biden cost all these people jobs taking down that that uh, that pipeline, uh, canceling the, you know, the Keystone pipeline or whatever it was. And, you know, first off, it's terrible for the environment. I know none of you fucks give a give a shit about the planet at all. But so many of the things that Trump put down and just said, oh, get out of the way. Who gives a shit about jobs? He waived so many things that were supposed to help our environment. He did away with so many things that were just hazardous to, to, to wildlife, to all of our natural resources, all of our, uh, you know, our land. He's willing to just like, he's the fucking villain in a Disney movie that wants to drill through the fucking forest for, you know, oil or wants to build a mall where there used to be a beautiful waterfall. Like, this is... This is what the type of motherfucker he is. And the people who are riding with that, it, it's dude, it's falling on deaf ears because I'm not I'm not trying to hear that dumb shit. If the only jobs that mean shit to you are the ones that harm the environment, you can go fuck yourself. Because Trump's unemployment rate right now, it it went up as high as it's been since the Great Depression. The unemployment was high, as high as it's been since the Great Depression. That was the last time it was as high as it is now. So, I don't want to hear about fucking lost jobs because he didn't give a fuck about lost jobs for four years. And now all of a sudden, Biden does something You're like, but what about the jobs? Oh, oh, did you just wake up, motherfucker? Were you in a coma? Like, what kind of long hibernation period did you have while you missed all the other fucking lost jobs? Because now you seem to be part of the, the fucking union. You're like a union leader now. Like, oh, what about the jobs? Like, oh, I'm sorry. Welcome to the party, sir. Maybe I should tell you about the last four years. You know, what the? Th that's the funny shit to me. And it's like suddenly these motherfuckers care about jobs. Good job, fucking stupid. Um, WWE app dies, joins Peacock. I, I don't know, man. This is a fucking smart move to me because I feel like they they built up something that had enough of a following, a million people, whatever it was. And now Peacock, NBC, whatever, uh, is going to pay them a shitload of fucking money, billions, to have their content on their, their app. And WWE loses that $9.99, but they'll take it in a bulk pay. And then... You know, Peacock knows that they're inheriting 
that that million subscribers. Now, those subscribers may or may not have already had Peacock, so you're not gaining quite that million, but it opens a big window of people to just be part of that. Um, so I, I think it's cool. I, you know, it, it was like almost like building a house or, or buying a house, fixing it up and flipping it, you know, because WWE suddenly created this app and this content and then made it worth something, got, you know, garnered a little bit of following and said, okay, now what's it worth to you? They sell that off. They make big fucking money. You know, a lot of this programming that they have on there didn't even exist before any of those original shows they didn't even exist before they created shows like that just to make this network a whole thing so to make that viable enough to now sell for the type of money that they sold for that's enormous for them um oj simpson gets vaccinated uh yeah man i guess he's done killing motherfuckers i I guess I guess killing motherfuckers got old, so he's like, I want to keep people safe now. Hey, Twitter world, I just got vaccinated. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I think that's what he said. I, I think that's his sign off. That's all I'm saying. Or I'm just saying. That's what he says. I'm just saying. Hey, Twitter world, I cut a, I cut a guy's head off. I stabbed the guy 75 times and cut a woman's head off. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, I, this dude existing is crazy to me. It's just crazy as hell. To just see him happy as shit on Twitter, just like doing shit. Like, no one's supposed to be mad at him. It's wild. Um, HBO Max and the future of streaming. It's wild. I mean, I love it because I never like going to movie theaters anyway. The big ass screen is nice, but I don't want to sit around a bunch of random motherfuckers and, you know figure out how loud they feel like being while I'm watching this fucking movie and you know I mean I, I even like we went to the Muppet movie and it was like it's uh whatever anniversary a couple years ago and um yeah like we we were in there like 20 minutes and Jada drops like a whole thing of runs on the floor and now you sit in the movie theater this shit just rains down the fucking movie theater You're like god damn now it happens in our living room, and it's all right. We laugh about it, we clean up, and we move on. You know? Um, yeah, it's... Uh, it, I think it's really cool. You know, that same day that they come out in the theater, they're they're right there in your living room, and with me doing family movie nights, I, I think that works great. Um, I'm going to definitely watch the Tom and Jerry coming up. Uh, then they got the Godzilla, and King Kong is like a couple days after my birthday, so that's dope. Um, and I think they got Mortal Kombat. They got like a Suicide Squad deal, and I think something else at the end of the year that I was interested in too. Um, oh, uh, like a Matrix. They have another Matrix on on deck. So I mean, that shit is cool, man. I I just I think at this point, this this is what it is. You know, it is if they could transition the movie industry into direct to home on a high end, you know, like that they put so many millions of dollars into production of a movie. As long as they're able to find a way to translate that into enough revenue to, to keep that going, 
and they're able to shoot it right into homes. That's that's a preferred method of viewing for a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of people that just wait for shit to come out on DVD because they they're not looking to go be in a fucking movie theater. It's its own experience and it's fine. And you know, I think they should definitely keep doing that. I don't, I don't want theaters to go away. There'll probably be less of them for sure. And maybe they can put more money and production into the actual theater itself. I mean, when I when I was a kid, I, I we used to go to the theater up in um, uh, Menlo in Menlo Park, and they had I think it was the Menlo one. They had a balcony. Yeah, it had to be Menlo. They had a balcony, and you can go up there and watch from the balcony. Like, do you want to watch the movie on the first or second? And the second floor was dope because you're looking over the heads of everybody. Especially, you know, you you can go get that front row. You know. You're getting a far enough back seat so you're not right up on the screen, but then you still have front row seats. No one's in front of you. You ain't got nothing to worry about. You know? People fuck shit up because they start throwing things over the rail or whatever. But, you know, they started to lean into the, the, the movie theaters with the reclining seats. and it. So we're headed in the right direction in a lot of things. But there are a lot of old, fucking, outdated, bullshit theaters out there still. Those ones are going to go. And that's it. Like, if if your business isn't able to evolve, you gotta fucking go. And, and it is what it is. You know, it's it's just that's just life. You know, everything evolves, and if you can't move with it, you get left behind. You know that. Um, unfortunately, that's that's just the way it works. And people want the nicest shit they can possibly get for their money. And if you no longer provide that, well, then you're gonna go away. Um. Yeah. Um. Shaheen's got a show he does, Break the Apocalypse. This dude is like, you know, it's like these these uh, metal bands and shit. And they have these crazy-ass names. And he comes up with a new one, like, every three weeks. This is the new one. So check out Break the Apocalypse. Um, he's also doing free commissions all the month of February. You have to contact at Break the App. AP for commissions on Twitter. You'll get a quote or a price. Once the money is donated, you provide a screenshot and you'll get a custom free of charge. You'll be paying, but you're paying the shelter. So let me just reword that. Um, so he's going to be doing commissions in the month of February. So you would contact him and he would give you a price for the piece that you want. You would pay him up front because he's just not looking to get stiffed or anything like that. But then that money isn't going to go to him. That money is going to go to a shelter of your choosing. And that's where the money will go. Um, or, yeah. Yeah, so you're basically going to make the donation. You just, she's clarifying what, <laughs> while I'm doing this. Um. You're going to make the donation and prove your donation after he gives you the quote on the piece. And when you prove your donation, you know, screenshot, verification, whatever it needs to be, um, he'll do the piece for you. And there you have it. So, so it's a great thing he's doing. So definitely take him up on that. He does fantastic work. He's done multiple of my cats and they look beautiful. Uh, those cats mean, meant the world to me. I got justice on one side of the room. He was my boy. He's a guy tatted on my arm. And then uh, I got Bega on the other side, and that was Nina's baby. 
and uh, you know he's he's right there on the other side of the room. So uh, you know, and and they're on point. They wouldn't be on my wall if they weren't. These cats mean too much to me, and uh, if these shits look crazy, that wasn't gonna you know. <laughs> That wasn't going to uh, show memory of my, my beautiful animals the way that it does after Shaheen did this work here. So great work. You won't be disappointed. And, it you know, double good because you, you get to help out a shelter as well. And that hits home for me because that's my life. So um, so that's pretty much it. Check out Jeremy. I got you five stars. Still doing his thing over there, reviewing shows, interviewing wrestlers. He's got a lot of drama, hectic stuff going on in his life. So, you know, it may not be a weekly thing, but definitely keep an eye on the podcast. You know, subscribe to that podcast. So when you get a new one pop up, you'll be pleasantly surprised and you'll get to go back and, and see what's really real in wrestling. Um, uh, struggling with Sozio, I did. Uh, oh, check out Eric at the We Don't Have a Quarterback We're Hoping For podcast. Check out Eric at We're Not in the Running of Any of These Quarterbacks That People Would Like to Have on Their Team podcast. Check out Eric at the, at the We Fired Our Coach, but at least we have a rookie quarterback and a disgruntled other quarterback podcast. Our offensive line is still going to suck, but at least there'll be a guy to get hit podcast. Um, <laughs> check him out. Um, what else I got? Oh, check out false count radio. Andrew Carlock. I don't think he shares my shows anymore. I'm going to have to keep up on that, uh, and figure that out. But, um, yeah, you know, good dude. I just, you know, I know to deal with that. Um, so yeah, check out Andrew. Um, what else I got? Uh, am I missing anybody? I don't think so. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think I got everything that I'm gonna get. So, all right, just leave it at that. I'll talk to you motherfuckers next week. Hit me with some topics. I'll cover whatever you got. All right, peace.